Welcome to the Misfit Messengers podcast, hosted by Jenny Moffitt and Amanda Hoshite. <laughs> oh, good heavens. Good day, friends. I can't really say good morning, one, because it's afternoon, but also you might listen to this in the morning, or you might listen to this in the afternoon, or you might listen to this um, at night. So good morning, afternoon, and good night, just to make sure we good get existence it. to you. Good ex- oh, I like that. That sounds like something I would say. In fact, I answered the phone the other day as greetings and salutations, which um, for those of you who might have read a lot of books when you were kids, you might recognize greetings and salutations from a very specific kids book called Charlotte's Web. Yep. The, the spider says that too. What is the pig's name? Wilbur? Is that it? Wilbur. Wilbur. Gosh. Wilbur. Yep. Charlotte the spider. Anyway. Now that I'm all nostalgic for kids' books from elementary school. Um, so here's the deal, friends. We uh, were suppo- we scheduled a recording session tomorrow. But then we both realized that tomorrow was not going to work. So we rescheduled it for today. But in do so doing, neither one of us actually has possession of the book that we're talking about. So we thought, <laughs> since this puts us a little bit in a pickle i do have an electronic copy of the book i have access to however um they just would be difficult and cumbersome for us to do so we thought that we'd have kind of a little bit of a little bit of a check-in like applying principles of this book or how have we matured how how do we get through stressful situations how do we look back on who we are and where we've come from and because we we're i was getting a little nostalgic with amanda earlier and i was thinking back to about seven, eight years ago, before I went into the training school, before I, you know, became an officer, and now looking at, you know, through the training school into five years of officership, we're getting, you know, we're we're both coming up on our five-year marks. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. But how much each of us have matured, and we've matured in ways that, at least for me, I can't speak for Amanda, I was not expecting or didn't. I wouldn't even necessarily think that I needed to re- to to mature in. Does that make sense? Oh yes. I've, I've matured into a place that I didn't even know existed. Mm. Right? Because I think the more you know, just like when you when it comes to knowledge and information, right? The more you know, the more you realize you don't know. And I think that mm-hmm. happens with maturity. Is I think you get to a certain level of maturity and for a while or for the rest of your life if you're not if you're, you know, not willing to, to kind of grow past that point, you can plateau and kind of stay stagnant for a while. But then I feel like I didn't want to just stop there. I wanted to continue to figure out how to mature, how to grow, how to be smart and wise with my interactions, how to interact with people during conflict, how to interact with people uh, during situations where I'm highly emotional um, because of whatever circumstances is ha- are happening, like how do I respond in that situation? Things like yeah, that. Yeah, I was actually having a conversation with um, a young lady who I'm in getting to know um, about um, kind of the part that good works plays into salvation. So we don't we don't do good works to earn salvation, but good works are a byproduct of salvation. Right. So the deeper we go into Christ, the the natural outflow of that is. The fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, all of those. Um, and it become and the and the more we go into 
the person that God made us to be, you could call it sanctification, you can call it spiritual health, you can call it whatever. The, the deeper we go into the person God created us to be in Christ as we follow him, the more natural those things go. So like Jenny, me and you, by just nature of our vocation, sometimes are put into situations that are more elevated than our internal workings might <laughs> deem appropriate, right? At least for me, um, I've been in places where I'm thinking, oh, almost imposter syndrome. Like, I don't think I'm supposed to be here. These are some big players. Um, it could be for in business and theological things and whatever and i'm starting to feel a little bit like oh but i but i start to um in the in the words that i choose to use in the whatever i i make myself more who i think i should be in the moment the the, the appropriate response in the moment even though it's not natural for me yeah does that does that make sense or i yeah. feel like i'm no that makes being sense. a little convoluted um and but the more i so like when um, I'm like anything and, and someone makes me angry if I was in that room, how my anger comes out or doesn't come out, right? I'm going to be more controlled or I'm going to maybe put it in a nicely worded email instead of flip a table in the room or something that I feel like doing. <laughs> right. But that's, in, that's growth, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But, but the more I grow in maturity, um, the less I'm going to feel an imposter. It'll just be my natural reaction to be calm. Mm -hmm. and state my feelings in whatever way I is necessary for the moment. And I won't have to force myself to do that. Right. Or I won't have to make myself more loving or more kind or more patient or more a gentle answer. It's just as natural because yeah. it's, we've done the work already. Yeah. Yep. And that, work, end, but... <laughs> that work is done not in that moment. Right. You yeah. have to do the yeah. work before the moment. Right. To get ready for it. Just like I was, I was talking in a, a sermon. I don't remember if it was last week or two weeks ago. Um, we're we're talking about this long obedience in the same direction. The idea that you know this faith thing that we do isn't just a one and done. It's not just you you do it for a couple of weeks and and you're good to go. You're golden. It's it's a it's a long obedience in the same direction. You all your your whole life long mm -hmm. you follow Jesus, and the fact that. Every day is an opportunity to grow. Every day is an opportunity to put to practice those things that God is working in your life, perfecting and, and making you holy. That, calm down, Cooper. Cooper's excited about holiness. No, he just hears, hears somebody outside. Who isn't? Who isn't excited about holiness? He's saying hallelujah. If he didn't speak dog, that's what that is. Um, no, but seriously though, we, if we work on maturity, if we seek maturity in the faith, that's the, go back to James, right? What does James say? If anyone lacks wisdom, ask for it. And God who gives good gifts will give it to you. And I think uh -huh. wisdom goes hand in hand with maturity because what is wisdom, but practical knowledge right useful like knowledge played out in real life right there are certain times where you might know the answer but wisdom will tell you to keep your mouth shut right oh yeah um there are times that's when... usually the case yeah. i think there's a lot of about being silent yes um you know there are times when 
maturity will tell you as angry as you are, now is not the time. Right? Or maturity will tell you, I might be right, but I'm going to hurt the relationship by demanding my right. Mm. That that takes maturity. It also takes humility, which again comes with sanctification, comes with holiness. These are all characteristics and traits that, man, when we are seeking to honor God, I, for me, I want, I don't want to be the same today as I was last week. I don't want to be the same today as I am a year from now either. I don't want to stay stagnant. I don't want to be, oh, I've arrived or I've plateaued. I've got this. I know how to deal with it. Every situation uh-huh. that could possibly happen. No. Uh, I think back to Philippians, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Mm. Every day we can seek to be better. And I, again, back to your first comment, salvation is not by works. We're not, this isn't a salvation thing. This is a, I want to have an intimate, close relationship with God. I want to surrender daily to his Holy Spirit. And by kind of default of that, God is going to work on my heart, work within me. But I'm going to cooperate with him in that endeavor. I'm not going to actively yeah. fight him in that. Because... Endeavor. A relationship with Christ changes us. It should. Right. We should be Absolutely. different. We yep. should be growing. That, that's that's the measure. By a fruit, you will recognize it, right? Yep. If a tree is producing dead fruit, it, it's not really serving its purpose. It's actually supposed to get, you know. Right. Repruned. <laughs> cut off. Start over. Right. Right. And I actually remember, so um, one time I was... Um, my husband and I went to a missionary training school and we were one of the things in Germany. And one of the things that we were doing there was actually, they had purchased a building that used to be, um, it actually used to be a communist work camp in East Germany, right outside of, um, um, was in Meissen, right outside of, I don't know, the town that holds the oldest German castle, but I can't think of it right now. But um, we were, so this old communist work camp, then it was turned into a, restaurant kind of and then it was abandoned um but they had these rose bushes that were out at the front and these had been overgrown i don't know years and years and years and years and years and they were dangerous and tangly and dead essentially yeah what we had to do though is we had to cut all so you had to get through all the thing and and, and our my arm was scratched all the way up to my elbow and right, thorns cause... Yeah, roses have thorns. Right. Every but we had to pull it. Rose has it. Sorry. Has it. And it, it, it's not like you can just take a pruning shear. Like these were saws. Right. And we are having to cut through this old stuff. And I actually thought, why don't we just rip the whole thing out of the ground and buy, like, roses can't be that expensive. Right. <laughs> Makes sense um, to me. Save us a whole lot of trouble, right? They're like, no, 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 no. Plus, there's a language barrier. So I'm like, fine, I'll just do whatever you tell me because I love Jesus. So I'll serve this way, whatever. Um, Different do whatever level you of tell me. Back then. And we cut it down. And I, well, I've grown. Yes. I was very nice to their face, but you know, in between the thorns, you're like, rah, 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 rah. so I'm, I'm cutting down. And then at the, but the, at, like when we were done, there was these teeny tiny little shrubs of green. Mm. And when we cut away all the dead stuff, which was like 
piles and piles and piles of dead stuff, we realize, oh, this little plant is still alive. Ding, ding, ding. And then, yeah, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, I know. And then to, like, cultivate and, like, go and, like, take care. Because I, I cut too far on some of them. So you have to kind of, like, fix that a little bit. Prune too hard. <laughs> and cultivate the good stuff. And then it grew roses again. Yeah. Which was pretty. And they, that's what God wants. He doesn't want to just rip us out of the flower beds. Right. Right. He wants to get rid of all that st dangerous stuff that's prickly to others. That's ugly that's overgrown and 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 doing the exact opposite of what a rose is supposed to do which was be beautiful and pleasing to right yeah and uh and then say look we don't have to get rid of it this one is perfectly fine right and it can grow again and um that's what god does in our life but the more we let him right and then it can grow in its natural form and as opposed I, I just, to being the one who's like no don't cut this out. Don't. I'm going to be prickly all I want. Yeah. I'm entitled to be prickly. God made me. Yeah. Right. God didn't want me to grow this way. He wouldn't have made me. Right. Or whatever. Yeah. Who made <laughs> Which you? Is not like, that's, that's its own set of. Because our past is. <laughs> impacts our future. Our present. Right. Mm -hmm. Who we. Who we. How we grew up. The, situ the situations and circumstances that brought us to where we are today. How we were raised, our family heritage. There are certain things that we don't even realize are are part of part and parcel to what we believe until somebody yeah. kind of pushes back on it. Right? There are things that we grew up doing that we have this just how we grew up. This is what we do. This is what we did. And then realizing, oh my gosh, I did not realize how negatively impacting that can be to others or how that is fill in the blank. I mean, I blanking on an, a, a concrete example right now, but so I just had a conversation with this with my husband and um, okay. I'll, I'll start by saying neither one of our family of or like neither example in this is wrong, just very different. Yes. So um, throughout, I've been married almost, I've been married 13 years. All right. Yay. So, yeah, I know it doesn't seem that long, but it is. And, uh, but we're very different. If you've ever met my husband, we're just really different. I am, uh, I, I say what's on my mind. Usually I'm, um, I'm a cut to the chaser. I'm, um, a goes to B goes to C type of thinker. He is, um, not any of those things. Right. <laughs> quiet. And yet, quiet, reserved, um, kind to a fault, almost self yeah um uh you know defecate like he'll 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 take the brunt of all of the yeah of the work if he can yeah um and very selfless, uh, never, very, selfless. very selfless that's the word yeah. but also doesn't deal with things because if you just don't talk about it it eventually will never just disappear it'll just leave everyone right. memory <laughs> and we can just, you just ignore it. it it will go away yeah it's that doesn't work for me. So, so uh, we this has kind of been a a, um, a centrical thorn in our marriage a little bit, um, because we both it's not tumultuous, but we both are difficulty with each other's families. Because my family's all like me, like when we're in a room, we yeah. just continually get louder, 
and because how we show we're engaged in conversation is we'll butt in with another story or we'll say oh I can reason with you with that or do you remember this and we're constantly talking over each other yeah. and we're getting progressively louder and closer into proximity with one another as we do this okay, okay? so for him he's like I, this is the worst thing ever so he <laughs> well he feels like you guys never let me talk and i'm like you just talk you know we'll just talk you just gotta like, you just gotta dive in dude you just yeah and he's like no that's not how proper things work we wait There's... till pause in the conversation you should invite someone in who you want to speak you know yep and his family is all very much like like him they're very polite very rarely will actually say what's on their mind um so you're constantly like not sure do they like me do they not like me did i do something because they like kind of give a you know tenseness and then you're like but what is it but they'll never tell you <laughs> but you can't fix it um and but but it took me actually a realization oh was it two maybe just a week ago where i realized um that our tumultuous was because of our the way our family of families of origin um make each other feel comfortable which is different my family will barrage with a bajillion trillion thousand questions wanting to know every single thing about you and question everything right we we question everything why do you think that why did you do that why do you choose that job? Why did you whatever? And and this is our way. I want to get to know you. Right. But he yeah. said, your family's never tried to get to know me. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Right. We've asked you like 10 trillion questions. That and then you don't, that. you don't want to be known. That's the answer. You just don't want to be known. <laughs> but he's like, no, you, you asked me these things, but you've never actually asked me, like sat down and let me talk. Mm. and i was like sure we have but i think i'm like no we probably haven't that's probably absolutely you, true you, i mean you have according to the rules of your your according family. to the rules of my family we have engaged him we have tried to make him feel comfortable we've tried to get to know him but he felt it was like an onslaught uh inquisitive attack and he just went more into himself and went into a corner right for his own family i always feel like um i don't know when to speak because no one's speaking so then I feel like I have to like over talk and then I come off as rude because I'm relaying everything back to myself, but I am, I'm my only context I have. Right. So yeah. I, so I always come off as rude and bare, you know, but I actually like literally in after 13 years, I just had this thing of saying, oh, I know why reunions are hard. It should be so simple. Right. And I should have seen it a super long time ago, but I this was literally like not that long ago. And oh, I made a we point. We don't know until you can see it from like to to step out of it, right? Like you have no idea until until you can get to a maturity point where you can yeah. you can pull yourself far enough out of it. You're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize he was seeing it from a different perspective. Like, no wonder yeah. he didn't know the base rules. We didn't talk about the ground mm -hmm. rules because for you, the ground rules are in, in like, they're just everybody Obviously. knows the ground rules. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Yeah. Like, man, we must have come off as monsters. 
<laughs> very loud, very time, in your personal space. <laughs> but to, at the same time, flip it, you know, mm-hmm. he's coming off as timid, mousy, you know, all these and vice versa. You're coming off as crazy to his family. But that's that's those things that we don't realize. And when we get to a point of certain maturity and now I can speak for Amanda in this because we've had this conversation. We have not arrived. Okay. So please, if you're listening to this, don't think that, oh my gosh, they think they've, they, they're, they're, they got it. No, we are uh, growing no. <laughs> and maturing day by day, day, day by day. But I will say that when I went overseas and got to spend time with families overseas and I didn't even go to an extremely different culture. Like I just went to Europe, which by degrees is not nearly as different a culture as you know, if mm-hmm. I would have went to Africa or Asia or some somewhere, you know, very distant. Um, but that helped me get out of my, okay, this is my family, but now I'm in a different family, different culture, different setting, different situation. But that's easier, right? Because you already are going in, hopefully knowing and understanding that there's a difference culturally, mm-hmm. because there's also a language difference. So you kind of walk in already knowing, but if you can understand that your interactions with people, even day to day, in your normal everyday walk, you're going to, again, you might be really proactive and, you know, say hi to every person that comes up that I do. Um, and that push puts people right. off sometimes. Oh, that was a, that was a culture shock in Germany. So my, my in-laws are Luxembourgian, which is very close to German, right? Yep. Which explains they're very staunch. Why are you talking to me? Why are you so loud? Yeah. what 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 is this <laughs> when i was in german i am so friendly i was talking to everyone on the bus talking to cashiers talking to people hello and they're like american <laughs> yep that's exactly what oh. annoying american so loud and friendly for no reason <laughs> and i'd be like okay but in myself i felt like rude not saying hello to the checkout person right because in america that's kind of rude but in germany don't talk to me i'm just doing the job right we don't have to engage in conversation while i'm checking out your groceries yep not necessary (laughs) sorry not everybody but that is and then yeah but that was a cultural shock for me too and i was like this doesn't feel right but it was for the place i was in yeah good say hello to the flowers on my walk back from the norma jean that was their that was the grocery store. Norma Jean? Or the Norma, which is essentially like Aldi's because all of Europe grocery stores are Aldi's. Well, there maybe. They're not in Hungary, but Okay. Well, in Germany, they're all essentially like an Aldi's. Oh yeah. But... Well. Even yeah, even in the Spar <laughs> in Hungary. Gosh. Oh. Talk about nostalgia. We could talk about oh. my but my time in Japan old. too, um, because I'm a blonde-haired fat person. A lot of people would come up and touch me randomly on the street. That was a culture shock for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think... take your picture and then like shake my belly and stuff, and I'm like, oh, I'm a, I'm a human. I'm a person. <sighs> but you know, that's all right. Just things you got to learn. Things you got to so learn. That with- but I mean, all all cultures are different. Uh, different churches you're going to go into. Workspace cultures are different depending on where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is why it's important to try to get to know as many different 
people yeah. that are not like you as, as you can. So you can learn those things. Absolutely. Well, and ask people. So sometimes as I've, I've matured a little bit, I'll ask like, how do you, when you get stressed, how do you want me to respond to that? Right. Oh, that's a good, that's a mature question to ask. Or to let them know, Hey, when I'm stressed, this is how I tend to react negatively. Um, Not that you need to walk on eggshells and I will probably immediately turn around and apologize. Um, But could you could say, Hey, you seem stressed. Could we talk about this later? Or, Hey, Mm -hmm. you seem stressed. Can you take a deep breath before you say what you're going to say? And for me, that's helpful. Like if somebody actually says Mm -hmm. that in the moment, especially at Christmas, that's helpful (laughs) for me. Thank you. Yes. Let's take a deep breath. Okay. Now we can address this in a not yelling, not reactive way. And and it does happen, at least for me, like when I'm in a mood and someone like is like, why are you in that mood? Yeah. That's much like, well, are you okay? Because I'm like, I'm fine. Right? But like, I'm noticing a little harshness. What's going on? It does. It like brings yeah. me back yeah. to my senses. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to be that way. Yeah. So it's helpful. Right. And if you know each other's, like, especially in a work environment or family environment, what people's triggers are or what people's symptoms are, like symptomatic, oh, they're clearly stressed and aggravated right now. So maybe now is not the time I want to be sarcastic with them. (laughs) Maybe. Mm -hmm. Or they seem stressed and aggravated right now. So maybe now is not the time to bring up that thing, that nitpicky thing that I wanted to address yesterday, but didn't maybe I'll write that down and remember to ask tomorrow or ask after lunch mm-hmm. or cause I do get, I definitely am one of those people who gets hangry. So <laughs> sometimes, and this usually deflates me too. Like Jen, do you need a Snickers bar? And it always like cracks everybody in the room up, right? Because of those stupid Snickers commercials. Cause you're not you when you're hungry. Right. But anyway, uh, we're getting to that point on time, but uh, this was just kind of an in-between episode since uh, we both, because we rescheduled, we didn't have our books, but it also just kind of talking about, again, maturity and and how it doesn't always look how you expect it to. Mm-hmm. And it's certainly for me, I've matured in ways that I didn't even realize I needed to, or ways that I didn't even know existed. Because when you don't know you just don't know, right? You don't know what Uh you don't know. And as you gain maturity, as you gain wisdom, as you grow in Christ, you'll find the Holy Spirit opens your eyes to things that you never would have seen 10 years ago, five years ago, two years ago, one year ago, Uh 10 minutes ago, sometimes. (laughs) But anyway, any final thoughts from you today there, Amanda? Oh, um, no, I think just, just continue to, um, listen to the Holy spirit. Don't take your family of origin for granted. Um, know the, the goods and bads of, of your own sphere of influence. So you can see it, um, for what it is, you know, uh, and, and kind of navigate the people that are around you and see them for their, what theirs is, you know, a good life lesson I always got is no, nobody ever seeks to ruin your day. Like very, like, that's just not a very rarely, very rarely, maybe sometimes people in like extreme, that but... in extreme circumstances. But most people like if they've annoyed you or something is bothered, like 
that wasn't really their goal. It might be what's happening, but <laughs> right. No, most people don't seek out to just be the worst. Right. <laughs> and so, yeah. Including you, because you might be the worst to somebody else. <laughs> so just have some grace. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Let him guide, as he does. Absolutely. I like awesome. that grace word that you use, because sometimes you can be acting the worst and not realize it, yep. as you said. But I, you know, I did that apparently once when I was at an airport. My brother pointed out to me that I was being rude to the to the person at the airport and i had no idea that i was being rude i just needed to my pl flight had been canceled and i was in a panic trying to get because i had a connecting flight overseas and i said i need to get like i need to get on the next flight like and apparently i was being rude in my stress so yep so be oh, humble great. and gracious to accept that pointing it out which can be really hard but it's a sign of maturity to be able to, yes. to receive that. So good, good stuff, stuff, Jenny. What? Good stuff. That's all I said. Oh, yeah, I agree. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, friends. Again, if you have any uh, comments, thoughts, whatever, reach out. Um, we'd love to hear uh, about them, what you're, what you're thinking. Um, you know, all of this is just us trying to work out our salvation with fear and trembling, right? And having conversations and bringing you guys along for the ride. And hopefully you're enjoying the ride because, well, honestly, even if you're not, we are. So uh, there is that. So, all right. We always end. <laughs> what? I'm just laughing. Yeah. Because I find you delightful. That's all. Sometimes it's been known to happen. All right, friends. As we close every time, God blesses us. Why? So that we can be a blessing to others. We'll catch you guys so next time. There, but I can't do it. Yeah. I didn't stop long enough for you to do it. We'll catch you guys another time. Bye-bye. <laughs>